And welcome to ASI Sheepcast. I'm Chase Adams, talking with Peter Orwick, ASI Executive Director. And Peter, let's talk a little about the uh, H-2A Herder Program. Uh, first of all, tell me a little about the importance and the history of this program. Chase, the H-2A Sheep Herder Program, governed by the U.S. Department of Labor, are responsible for the daily care of one-third of all the sheep in America. Uh, it's a huge share of uh, all the lamb and wool we produce. fully depends on this labor, and we've had this program since the 1950s. Due to the difficulty of getting enough uh, men and women to uh, that would, would herd sheep, so we put a formal program together with the federal government uh, decades ago, and it still works today. And really from the sheep industry standpoint, this program works to fulfill a, a traditional need for the industry. It's absolutely not only traditional, but, uh, but it's current in the fact that the reasons why they're herded, same reason today. Keep them from straying, trying to get the same number back you went out with, keeping predators out of them, avoiding noxious weeds, uh, keeping them on your own property. And uh, most federal grazing permits, if that's part of your ranch, they require that the sheep be herded as a condition of the permit. And immigration has been a hot topic in Washington, D.C. for a long time now. A lot of calls for immigration reform. Uh, the American Sheep Industry Association is holding a meeting this week to discuss the H-2A program and what we can do going forward. Tell me a little bit about uh, ASI's involvement and a little about some of the other uh, players that are at this meeting. That's very well stated. We do have renewed interest in, uh, in Congress uh, for immigration reform. Very interested in agriculture as much as any uh, sector. And because of that, we felt the sheep industry needed to be prepared, uh, put input into any of the bills that are coming up. Uh, we expect the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives uh, to probably be the first ones out of the gate. And there's very interest in ag workers. And because we have one of the most legal programs in American agriculture, we want to make sure we protect our interests and make it work as well as we can. Uh, we're also unique because we have all these years of experience with the H-2A program. In addition to ASI on the legislative regulatory front, we have the Western Range Association. Uh, they, uh, they're responsible for lining ranchers up with hundreds of herders uh, every year. They headquarter in Idaho. And the Mountain Plains Ag Services, headquartered in Wyoming, is also responsible for hundreds of sheep herders uh, every year. You mentioned that this is a unique program and being the oldest H-2A program in existence. Tell me what some of the uh, concerns that, uh, that you've heard from these other groups and from producers are specifically. Number one is make sure we, uh, the three organizations are speaking with one voice, uh, so we have uh, uh, directors from each organization that participated. Uh, secondly is agreement on special provisions, our mobile housing, our monthly wage, uh, the fact that we're uh, they're range workers. Uh, so we have provisions that we've built in the program for, for decades that we need to protect. Uh, we're not interested in a program that fits dairy. Uh, it needs to be a program that fits us. So we want to protect what we have and hopefully as we communicate our discussions with Congress can identify things that work well uh, and things that we want to see change in the next uh, whatever immigration reform comes up with. And as you mentioned Peter this is a very unique program and we're also the oldest H-2A program in existence. I'm sure that some of those uh, components that make our program unique are one that we need year-round labor force and then uh, 
do the shearers and the, uh, the wool side, does that kind of fit into this as well? Great question. That is unique to us is uh, having year-round employees because the sheep are out there year-round. So it only made sense that we have the same people available for that program. And other uh, livestock obviously are interested in that for the very same reason. The sheep shearers as well. We had two of the largest shearing uh, companies in the country that participated. They also in part rely on foreign workers and uh, they have some, a couple provisions that are applicable to them that uh, we needed to understand and, and know if there's things that could be improved or uh, helped with on their program. So we were pleased to incorporate the shearing industry into our discussions this week. And just as we close, let's talk a little bit about the legislative outlook. Uh, it really sounds like the industry is working here to get together and make sure these issues are ironed out uh, before we really have active legislation. That's right, and we have proven with this coalition uh, it has been in place for fully four years. When we had major rule rewrite under the Obama administration, it was forced by the courts, but we were largely successful in winning that battle because we had all the national sheep industry organizations unified, speaking with one voice, and the way to make that happen is to make sure you have all the leaders together and doing productive uh, calls and and meetings and it's a time away from the farmer ranch but if we don't do it we'll pay for it in the end and you've been listening to asi sheepcast i'm chase adams for more information go to sheepusa.org